The gospel that we trust in to receive forgiveness of sin and the promise of eternal life is simple to understand, but it has a great depth and breadth that many people do not realize. There are many more blessings and benefits to the follower of Christ than simply dying and going to heaven, and we will begin examining these in our study of Ephesians chapter 1 today on Drawing Near. I encourage you to take your Bibles and follow along as we study. Today we will look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, and our lesson is titled, Chosen in Christ. So let's begin by reading Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before Him. Father, we thank You for all the rich blessings that we have in Christ. We thank You that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and that He did so because of Your great love for us. We are grateful, Father, that although we still struggle with sin, Jesus' death on the cross has paid for our sin, past, present, and future. We thank you for the security that we have in Christ. We also thank you, Father, that you have chosen us in Christ before the foundation of the world. We ask now that you would work in our hearts and our minds, help us not only to hear, but also to retain and understand the things that we share today. Father, work through your Holy Spirit to help us to draw near to you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14, Paul goes into a great doxology concerning our salvation and all that God has done for us, all that we have in Christ Jesus. He begins this by simply saying, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This word blessed is a word that is only used of God. It's not that we are blessing him, but rather it is an adjective, sorry for the grammar, used to describe God. God is blessed, and he is the only one worthy of our homage and praise. He's the only one worthy of our worship and our devotion. And so Paul doesn't say we are blessing God, but rather God is blessed, and he is blessed because of all the rich blessings that he bestows upon the followers of Jesus Christ. So Paul is declaring that God is the blessed God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and he is worthy of our praise and our adoration. The last part of verse 3 tells us that it is God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He has blessed us, and he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So as we look at this part of verse 3, let's do it going backwards. Let's look at the idea, first of all, that we are in Christ. Apart from Christ, we do not have any of the blessings that we see here in chapter 1. It is only when we are in Christ that these blessings apply to us. What does it mean to be in Christ? Well, when we give our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ, when we trust the gospel message and receive salvation, the Bible tells us that at that point, we are in Christ. He died for us, and we have shared in his death, 
and he resurrected and we share in his life. We are in Christ. Our righteousness is Christ's righteousness. Our blessings are the result of what Jesus Christ has done for us. We share in the blessings of Christ, and that's what we're seeing here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Paul writes to the Corinthian church, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This new creation is the result of being in Christ. And so Paul tells us in verse 3 of Ephesians chapter 1 that God has blessed us, the believer, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We do not lack any of the potential blessings in the heavenly places because we are in Christ. What are those spiritual blessings? Well, there's a lot of discussion about that among theologians. We do not have an idea of all of the spiritual blessings that await us. The scriptures tell us, I hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, the mind cannot comprehend what awaits those who love the Lord. And so there's many things we're simply going to have to wait on. But some of those spiritual blessings are referred to throughout the rest of Ephesians and the New Testament. We do need to emphasize here that these are spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. These are the spiritual blessings that we receive in our salvation, our sanctification, and our future glorification in heaven. These are the spiritual blessings that we have received, that we are receiving, and we will receive. They're spiritual as opposed to physical or fleshly blessings. We have many fleshly or earthly blessings that God has blessed us with. But what we're seeing in this passage, what Paul is talking about, are those spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. These are the things that we long to understand, long to see, long to experience. That's what we're talking about here in verse 3. Then in verse 4, Paul declares that God is worthy of our glory, of our praise, of our worship, because not only has he blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places or in the heavenly realms in Christ, but he has chosen us in Christ before the foundation of the world. This is a clear uh, statement concerning God's elective grace in the believer's life. We do not choose Christ. We do not seek him. Romans tells us there is none who seeks after Christ. We do not seek him. We are the lost sheep. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to our own way. But the Lord has laid on Jesus the iniquity or the sin of us all. We are lost. God comes through Jesus Christ and finds us, calls us to himself, draws us to himself so that we might receive salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. And we who follow Christ were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. Before Genesis, when God says, let there be light, before the foundations of the world, we were chosen in Christ Jesus. 
Is that hard to understand? It should be. We only accept it by faith. It's not something that we are supposed to necessarily understand or or fully grasp. But this is a fact, and we are to trust the truth of God's holy, righteous word. He chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. So what should be the result in our hearts and minds as we come to understand this truth, as we come to embrace this truth by faith? The result should be, thanks be to God who saves us through Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord that in his grace and mercy, he came to us while we were yet sinners and sent Jesus to die on the cross to redeem us. He chose us in Christ Jesus. He saves us in Christ Jesus. He blesses us in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. But verse 4 doesn't stop with Paul's declaration that we were chosen in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world. He says, we were chosen in him that we would be holy and blameless before him. God chose us in Christ that we who follow Christ would be holy and blameless before him, before God. In the Old Testament and in the New, followers of God are called to be holy as he is holy. We are to live our lives separate from sin. We are to live our lives spiritually rather than carnally. We are to live our lives separate from the world. We are to live holy before God. And not just holy, but we are to live blameless before him. There is to be no cause for blame in our lives. Yes, Jesus Christ bore our sin on the cross. We, as we trust in him, are saved from our sins, past, present, and future. And yet, God still calls us to live holy, blameless lives before him. We are to strive to live out every day the righteousness that Christ has imputed into our lives. This is a challenge. There's a tendency to just relax and just live and just rest in the fact that we're saved without any thought to the striving and the the effort that goes into living holy and blameless lives before God. But we are his workmanship, as it says later in Ephesians, created for good works, which God prepared for us to do. We are called to live righteous, holy, and blameless before God. A significant part of our effort and energy every day needs to be watching what we say, watching what we think, watching what we do, with a mind that we live in the presence of God and we are to be holy and blameless before him. He called us out. He chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him. We are told in Galatians that we are to walk in the Spirit, not gratify the desires of the flesh. We are told that God's Word is critical to our living right before God. David says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against God. We need to understand we need the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need God's word in our minds and in our hearts. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We need to be in fellowship with other serious followers of the Lord Jesus Christ 
so that they can correct us and encourage us so that we can learn from one another, iron sharpening iron. There's a very practical way in which we can work out our salvation in fear and trembling. We can strive to be what God calls us to be in Christ Jesus, which is holy and blameless before him. Father, we need your help. We thank you so much for all of the rich blessings we have in Christ. The fact that we are in Christ being the chief blessing. We thank you for your calling, your election, your choosing us before the foundation of the world. You did not simply leave us out there in our lost condition, but by your grace and mercy, because of your great love toward us, you sent Jesus to die on the cross to pay for our sins. And as we put our faith in Christ Jesus, we are saved from our sins. We are freed from the guilt and the penalty of our sin. And we receive the promise of eternal life, but also all of these rich blessings that we are looking at in Ephesians and in the New Testament. Father, be with your people. Help us to, to grow in our ability to walk holy and blameless before you, to walk in the Spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh, to not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Help us, Father, to grow in wisdom and knowledge so that we might understand how this is to be worked out, lived out in our lives. Oh, Father, be with your people. Strengthen them, encourage them, be near to them. Guide them in the, in the life everlasting. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or podpoint.com. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us. Thank you for listening.